Hey there, welcome to the Mental Perk Podcast. I'm Carla Hutcherson, licensed professional counselor. And I'm Brandy Mock, entrepreneur, author, and community leader. And we're here to talk about real people, real issues, and real talk. Good afternoon, Brandy here. We are here today with a special guest named Dr. Kelly Robinson, DDSPA. She has her own private practice in Lubbock, Texas from 1993 to now. She actually has three children that range from 35, 21, and 17. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. We are so glad to have you on the show. We are so interested in this topic. Um, We have been you know, working with other uh, medical professionals, and it's so interesting to have one from your profession. So, Kelly, well, go- I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, yeah. So, go in and tell us about what got you into dentistry and and your passion on you know making people feel better, look better, but also how it ties into our mental health. Okay, great. Well, I sure do. Thank you. Thank you again for letting me uh, be with y'all today. And um, you know, I. Uh, Got into dentistry. I, I, by default, maybe my my parents were both into dentistry. My dad um, just retired at 82 as a dentist, and um, my mom retired. She was a dental hygienist, and so as a child, I grew up in the dental family, and. Um, so it was funny. I at first did not want to be a dentist. The grass is greener on the other side. I wanted to go into medical school and or go and be a physician. But I, um, at the last minute, changed my mind and went into dental school, and it was like coming home. So um, I love what I do, and I've had just a great opportunity and lived the dream being able to uh, practice with my dad and my mom. And then my sister now runs my practice. She's my office manager. So it's definitely a family affair. Wow. That's so nice, though, to be able to work with family. And I know that you trust them, that they're going to be looking out for your patient's best interest. That's right. It really is. And one of the things that um, was so um, fun to watch, so I... My sister and I, we were raised in Muleshoe, uh, which is a small town (laughs) southwest of Lubbock. Um, And it's funny, when I went to dental school, well, I went to Tech first and graduated from Tech. And when I was at, you know, at Tech and I said I was from Muleshoe, it's no big deal. People knew Muleshoe. But when I went to, I went to Baylor College of Dentistry in Dallas and I'd tell people I was from Muleshoe. And after they laughed and joked and made fun of the Muleshoe, I suddenly became uh, from Lubbock, not Muleshoe. Oh, well, to all those out there in Muleshoe, we do love you. Yes, and we, we are do. so glad you're listening. <laughs> That's right. That's so funny. Oh, so, well, yeah. So, I was, I was re- anyway, I'm sorry. I was reading over your bio, and I thought it was interesting that your entire team has been through a complete health, mental health training or health training. Is that right? Yes. yes. I love so, that. I love that. Yes. Yes, we, um, so as I um, progressed through this, what I was going to say about my parents is they, they were really forward thinking back in the day, even in that small town of comprehensive dentistry um, and, and total gum health. Uh, my mother would put these patients, if they had periodontal or gum disease, through a five-day program with her, teaching on brushing and flossing and um, 
how to take care of their gums, talked about the bacteria, all that thing. And then my dad was so just a phenomenally a brilliant man and a great dentist. He would do these full mouth rehabilitations where he re- restore tooth function and uh, being able to have people bite well and their TMJ supported by a good bite. And, and he also did cosmetic dentistry. He also did his own periodontal surgical therapy to help um keep those people healthy. So I I really was set on a path of preventative care and comprehensive dental care. I mean, I lived it and, and watched it. And so in full circle, I now have patients that are in their 90s that are my dad's patients still that they may come in that office. They tell me they have their teeth because of my parents. Wow. I and love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and that is just so motivating. And, you know, one of the things that we've always taught our team is that when you have passion, you know, every, every day is a job, you can have a job, but when you are passionate about what you do, or you have passion for what you do, then it becomes way more than a job. And um, seeing 90 year olds that have been able to keep their teeth and able to chew well, keep their health up because of good mouth, their gums are healthy, um, is definitely motivating. Yeah. And yeah. And so what I did with my team when I took over, um, uh, the, I really wanted to say in preventative care as much as possible. I want to prevent the disease before it starts. And so there's a, group of physicians, um, Dr. Bradley Bale and Dr. Amy Doneen, that they have written a couple of books. One's called Beat the Heart Attack Gene. The other one's called Healthy Heart, Healthy Brain. And they are all about preventing uh, cardiovascular stroke and diabetes before it starts. And so long story short, my husband is written up in the book Beat the Heart Attack Gene. And so I was introduced early on to how to prevent disease before it starts. Well, a big portion of their prevention is oral health care. And so I got into the bacterial testing, uh, trying to prevent disease as much as I can prior to it showing up. And I don't think that people, um, I don't think people really understand that there is a correlation between your teeth and gums and other illnesses such as heart attacks. Yes. Right. And just very simplified, what, what happens is there is, uh, well, our, our mouth is just full of bacteria, actually. It, it would scare you if you looked under, under a microscope. So, <laughs> I prefer not to. <laughs> right? Exactly. We, we will not talk about that. But, um, but um, so what happens is there's a specific type of bacteria called gram-negative, uh, bacteria that are anaerobic, which means they do not like oxygen, and they are associated with periodontal or gum disease, and also what we call endodontic disease if you have an abscess tooth, those gram-negative bacteria grow in that situation as well. Well, that gram-negative bacteria enter the bloodstream through the mouth when the gum tissues are not healthy, and the lining breaks down they can enter the bloodstream, cause an inflammatory uh, response, and that bacteria, once it enters our 60,000 miles of bloodstreams, cause inflammation throughout those blood vessels. 
And so that's where we get the length in any healthy, uh, any vessel in our body that is receiving this type of bacteria is susceptible to inflammation. And therefore, the vessels um, that aren't as healthy, especially our heart, going to our heart and brain, then it causes a cascade of negative effects and ultimately can actually be one causative factor of heart attack or stroke. Wow. Yeah, it's and that, yeah. and that's why some of these patients actually have to take antibiotics before they get their teeth cleaned, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. And we use antibiotic therapy in this bacterial testing that I do. Um if I get a report back that they've really high levels of these gram negative uh bacteria, we use antibiotic therapy with our hygiene protocol that the cleaning process we put them through to really knock that bacteria level down. Um, to, then what your goal is, is to recreate a healthier bacteria, um, and we use oral probiotics to then to be able to have a healthier um, environment so the bad bacteria or the, the negative bacteria can't grow. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's crazy how people don't realize how they collaborate together. So go ahead, Carla. Right. You've got some... Yeah, I was even, you know, and I think it's so interesting what you're talking about with the bacteria and also how it's related to other health issues. But also, I think Mm -hmm. that um, it's really important to note that you guys treat anxiety before people come into your office because there's such a high anxiety with going to the dentist. Absolutely. And and, uh, there's been many studies of why that is true. And, And one of the things is that a dentist invades your personal space. And so there, when us being in your mouth is an intimate and that's a, and that's a, you know, people are uncomfortable with that. We used to, you know, I can remember my dad, you know, when I was a kid, he goes, you sit on there and you don't say words till I get done. (laughs) And and you don't move. And I'm like, oh, yes, sir. You know, (laughs) it was fear. (laughs) I didn't move a muscle. Now we know that. To be, you know, to address the anxiety is is so good. And so one of the things, again, that I'm just so fortunate to live live by example, my parents always provided a, a, a warm, safe, comfortable place for them to come have their dentistry done. There was laughing. My parents are always laughing and having a good time. And so... My team, I have coached them to let's learn the systems and be expert at all the systems so that when the patient comes in, we can relax, we can, we know what we can do, we can enjoy. We want them to come into a comfortable, safe, trustworthy, fun place. We kind of, my dental assistant, she worked with me 29 years and she, they, all my patients laugh about, well, we can hear Tanya and Dr. Robinson back there laughing away. <laughs> I love that. And you so, know, laughter is good medicine regardless. So Absolutely. So we try to relieve that anxiety multiple ways um, to create that space. We also, um, one of the things that I find tremendously effective is nitrous oxide. Um, it's not a chemically absorbed uh so you, it's a gas that when you use it, you get the effect, and when then you get when you're done, you don't have any lasting effects. It's not chemically absorbed by the body. So I can, you know, I can use that to get you relaxed, 
uh, kind of take the edge off a little bit. And then, then once we get done, give you the oxygen plane, hundred percent oxygen, you're back and you can drive out, out of the office. That's what, you know, I've found that to be helpful for many patients who are apprehensive without having to treat, um, with other types of medications. You know, my dad now, really I- suffers from a really strong, strong gag reflex. So his anxiety builds before ever he goes in there because he knows how bad the gagging is going to be before he goes into the dentist. And <laughs> Poor it's God. so weird. Right. He has to do so much just to get there. Bless his heart. Oh, <laughs> yes. And there's, and unfortunately, some people, they do have a high gag reflex. And there, again, there's so many techniques that you can use to try to relieve that and to relieve that anxiety. Uh, we've got all kinds of tricks in the world on that, <laughs> on the dozen thing. So, um, but, well, we'll but get some ultimate, of those tips later. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the ultimate goal is, you know, even as a child, if you can start a child on a healthy, happy, the visit was not traumatic. Um, you know, they had a good experience. That makes a huge difference in the life span of going to the dentist and, and not dreading it. I also too, I, you know, how do you, you know, you've got a lot of people and I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a child that was raised going, my parents didn't take me to the dentist on the regular basis. Right. So, you know, that right there, yeah. as you get older and you start learning how to self care, it's interesting right. to go the anxiety of going in and the embarrassment of going, Oh my gosh, what if they find all this plaque buildup or tartar or what if they stab me in the gums or your gums bleeding, all those things people literally freak out over before they even get into the dentist office. So I think it's so important that you guys just have this open environment of making people feel welcome when they come in and talking to them and just being real. I think a lot of times you go into a doctor's office and it's so uncomfortable because you're intimidated, right? So I think those are so important. Yeah, the relationships with your patients, I, I, I know that has to make a lot of difference. And when you really connect with your patients, they feel more comfortable in your office. Absolutely. You know, that is another uh, uh, just a, a, a goal for us and a driving force in our practice is I, we don't want to just treat a patient. We want to have a relationship. And it's so, it's so neat to see uh, the patients that, you know, tell us, more about their family and we know about their friends and the celebrations and the the concerns and you know we had as many things on our chart note and the computer we'll have notes to pray for so-and-so she's having a surgery Uh coming up on Thursday or you know we need to take somebody flowers because their their spouse passed or and and that kind of thing I have found to be so rewarding and again that thing about passion of it is way more than dentistry it is relationship and it is lifelong relationship and I totally um, agree with that I mean I think that if you think it it, your field is already stressful as it is but then also you have the stress of your patients which uh, you know in some medical professions the patients aren't as stressed but for some reason dentistry is such a high stress going to the dentist you know it's so so stressful for people Yes, yes, it is. And, um, and so all the techniques that we can do and all the things, um, the biggest thing, it has to be genuine. It has to be from the heart. You have to find a team that, that loves what they do and then teach the things that mentor. Of course, again, I'm just so lucky to have my mom and dad as an example. 
of just truly loving on your patients. Well, with with that, I would like to take it kind of and look at, you know, we're talking about the stress and anxiety of your patients, but we also know that dentists um, are also a lot under a lot of stress and anxiety. And I know that, you know, just in 2021, dentists with anxiety tripled over you oh, know, that goodness. period of time. Yes, I will tell you this. Well, a couple of things. One is um, dentistry for a long time. I was going to look it up and I, I um, didn't look up the recent, but it had the highest suicide rate of all the professions for, for many, many, many years. And there's three or four or five things that are, I think, um, one is you're working in a small space. Two, you're working on people that do not want to be there and they are, they, they do not, they don't love coming to the dentist. Three, there is high overhead associated with being a dentist. So um, it, unlike the medical profession, there are some, not all, but some are, are don't have to buy all the equipment and own all the things. And so you've got to be a good money manager. And that's one of the things dental schools, I hope they're getting better in, that um, you know, we learn the skill of dentistry we don't learn near as much how to manage a team or how to run a business. And so I think all that combination really affects dentists. And then this COVID thing was, was was the real deal. It also, it, it, I was, I was going to bring that up because you just talked about a lot about the financial stress and I read a lot about that, but then I heard when COVID hit, you had to kind of redo all of the clean air policies and all of these things. And you, then you had to pay for that. So then you have that extra financial stress. It was absolutely, that was, um, because, and, and my dad, that when it hit dad that said, I'm out. Um, <laughs> and, um, so that was when he was, I had already, I bought him out in 99. And so, but he left, and um, which I wanted him. I, I didn't want him have to deal with all that. Um, but the financial stress of, like, our office closed down for six weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. The putting all the things. One, one positive thing in our office is we had already, because of the way I do my hygiene program, we had, we had done some things in our hygiene rooms to uh, – prevent the spread of the of the water spray and all that kind of stuff with high evacuation systems and all that. I already done all that, but there were many dentists that had to do that. And then putting all the steril, extra sterilization techniques and all the air filters. I, you know, I bought new air conditioning systems with the big scavenger things on there, um, infrared things. And um, it was a troubling time. There were, there were many, many, many times where I was at, that I would tell my husband, I'm not sure I can do this. Wow. Um, and it and was you think, the, in addition to all of that, getting your office ready, most of these dentists have, a, you know, debt from school. Right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so, and so it was a terrifying time. I was in the process of hiring a new associate. And again, he had a big, uh, he, he has a big student loan debt. He's since become a partner, but that, oh, yes, adding that kind of, of uh, debt and the unknown and um, very, very, very stressful. And so, you know, when we talk about the mental health, there's just, there is, that just cannot be ignored, both by the dentist, the patient, all of that. Um, 
you know, we, we have had strategies in place where I use a consultant, I use a counselor, I am, I use my pastor, my husband and I have strengths to build on from each other. I think all those things, exercise is a huge thing for me. I'm a, I love to exercise and, um, those all things have to be in place to stay healthy. Um, and, yeah, I, I and think all to, of those things, Kelly, that really helps to prevent with burnout. And I read that there is a high percentage of burnout among dentists. Yes, yes, there is. In fact, it's funny. A lot of my classmates are either retiring right now or they've already retired. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> and, and then, yeah. Dr. Robinson's just getting started. She's like, I just just COVID (laughs) prevent. We're we're rocking this, right? We're going to make this work. Let me ask you a question, Um, Kelly. You talked about like, and this is interesting because we've got kids that are medical students, but, you know, you talked about how much, you know, y'all don't get the financial training, which you're opening up your own company. You don't, I mean, they don't even teach you. I don't even know that they teach you insurance, all that good stuff. But then on top of that, did they give you any mental health training as you're getting ready to prepare to be a doctor? I did not have any. as, And I graduated in 93. And so I, that is one of the things that I truly hope that they're addressing better in the dental schools now is mental health. Um, and, and, and the, there's so much, there's so many studies out there that show what a high stressful occupation this is. And, and to be a good leader in the dental field, you've got to be mentally healthy. Yes. And you've got to have those things in place to help you. For instance, COVID really put me up. I was like, I'm not sure I can do this. And just leaning on those things and the techniques that I have to keep myself healthy. And um, what are those? You <laughs> talked about the exercise being really important. And I'm a big believer in that. What are some of the other things you're doing uh, for that self-care and that you're promoting in your office? Well, we always do team bonding and team training, and that's I think that's huge. And our I I want my team to be invested in each other. So so relational um, and communication. Um, we work with a consultant company for fifteen years that helps us build not only foundational principles on how to run a but how to run a business and the financial aspects of that, but communication, relationship building, um, being able to reach out if you're hurting. Uh, we don't go through this alone. We are a team. And as a team, we support each other through the good and the bad. And so that's a big thing. Um, and then we, you know, I, tr- again, try to have fun. Uh, we, you know, when, when things are particularly stressful in our morning huddle, you know, we may have a schedule that we think, oh, this is not going to be a fun day. And then we purposely give a funny, we do a serious thought for the day and, and we do a funny one. So we will all just laugh. I love that. I do. I think that's so important. And it's so neat because you're not a boss, you're a leader. And I think there's a big difference in leading your group that's going to respect you and, and they feel like they're a part of the family. And I think that's so important what you're doing. That's right. And, you know, one thing that we also stress, and I think it could be in any business, is each team member is vitally important. The Yes, when we do the before and after pictures, you know, the patient is hugging us and they're all, that took everybody from the first phone call to the business team to the dental assistants 
to the lab technician to, you know, the dentist. We all created that success, not just one of us. Yeah, that And is- I think we have to, yeah, support each other in that. And I think that when you're talking mental health, um, and in I know a lot of dentists they they had a, they have a lot of staff turnover, and what you're doing is you're keeping your staff together, you're mm-hmm. feeling connected, and that helps everybody to feel more comfortable in the work environment, especially when it is high stress. Exactly, you know that's one thing that again I'm just and I work hard to do. I do have some turnover, but I mean I've also had like again Tanya's worked with me not uh, 29 years. I've had. You know, I've got probably four hygienists that have been there over 15 or 20 years <clears throat> and um, business team members that have been there 15, 20 years. So, and that's a um, high retention rate. That's yeah, a really high that, retention that's rate. That's really good. Yeah. Well, and it just, you know, it's funny. It's what you, again, being willing to ask for help, consulting partners in, in, you know, I told dad, he he did, he and mom did a great job, but I knew the day I bought the practice, I wanted to hire people outside of the office to help me run that practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the best things I ever did in all areas. And we try to do all things. I want to be extremely dental knowledgeable. I want to train them in that. I also want to retrain them in, in um, you know, relationship building and communication skills. We, we go through these um, uh, exercises on how to handle a fight with each other. <laughs> I love it. Do you put on the boxing gloves? Do you put on the boxing gloves? Who gets to inhale the gas before y'all have a fight, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, that's right. No, and you know, I think it's what you're saying, though, is, and I hope so many dentists out there hear this this episode because there's so much important to what you've said because a team being able to come in and be able to talk to you and feel open about their struggles or their ups, their downs, and you being so open about it and having your team huddles, okay, let's do something serious, let's do something fun. It just, it allows them to want to come to work. They want to come to work. Mm-hmm. They want to be with you. And then guess what? When they have that attitude, they 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 bleed that over to the patients. The patients need it, to feel that kind of energy. And I think that's so it, important. Yes, exactly. And I also want it to bleed into their personal lives. So yes. all the training, you know, a lot of the training that we do can help them with their personal lives, create skills that would, you know, make better marriages and better relationship with their children and, and um, better community relationships. And so we we do try to to work on on all aspects of that too and you know it's funny since covid has happened we are also um it's we laugh about i think sometimes we are mental health providers for our patients so many people come in and they just unload Mm -hmm. about all the things and um to be able to absorb that and to be empathetic and to let them have a safe space to do that and provide the dental care is is a uh, a gift. It is um, a gift. That, 
And it's kind of hard to listen when they have all that cotton and stuff in their mouth. But I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know mine are just, they're just shooting that water in my mouth just to shut me up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Kelly, Uh, I I think that's so interesting that you um, provide that for your patients, that safe space. And I also know that it can be really stressful on dentists, like when you know that, dental insurance doesn't cover for these patients and the stresses they're going through in their daily lives and still needing to find a way to pay for this care because the dental insurance is not good. And I know that has to stress you out, uh, knowing that your patients are going through that. One of my biggest, uh, obstacles of me is dental insurance. I just, it makes my head spin around backwards. It, it just is not like, so Briefly on the dental insurance, they, you know, they created dental insurance in the 1970s. And at that time, like if you had a thousand dollar limit, well, gold was $25 an ounce. And so you could go get, you know, maybe two or three crowns and a cleaning and, and you had pretty good coverage. They have not changed the limit ever. Oh, wow. And inflation has absolutely gone through the roof on dental products. So there's, so now I tell my patients, okay, even if you do have dental insurance, you need to think of it like a dental coupon. Yeah. Um, it will not cover all services of dentistry. And so we've got to be very creative in other ways to help them, um, reach their goal, their dental health goal and their financial goal and make that comfortable in both ways. I mean, are you having patients who are having to choose between dental care and eating? That's what I was about to ask Or paying their bills? Very definitely. Yes. 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 I mean, I think, and they, and so what we do is we want to help. We understand when these things are happening and you just got to be creative in helping them reach that goal. For instance, sometimes you can't do what you want to do. You've got to do some steps in between or do it in smaller increments so that it can fit into their budget. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then when things are better, then you do do the next step. And so there's many things. And then we've reached out to financing, financing partners to help um, with that, that, um, care credit is one of our yeah. biggest, um, because they don't, you know, you need that for anything. Yeah. You've got some time where there's 0% interest. We can fit it into your monthly budget. You know, those kind of things. You just got to be creative in how to help these patients achieve their, their dental health. Yeah. Now I'm listening to you and I'm like, there is so much, I didn't realize there's so much involved. You know, you just go to the dentist, you think you open your mouth, it's done. Right. Yeah. And there's so much <laughs> on your end. That I'm like, wow. So let me ask you a question. Do you have any stories of patients that have come in that have been like life changing for you? Like they've come in, they're stressed out or, or share with the audience some things that have stories they've shared, the patients have shared with you that have kept them from coming to a dentist for so long. Well, I have all of those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of the wins that I have are that, um, again, you know, that that I'm treating some of dad's patients that, and I look in their mouths and they're so healthy and, and they have their teeth and they're chewing and they're able to eat. That is just motivational. The other thing I've carried on that trait of, of being able to, um, do some of these full mouth rehabilitations and I do a lot of cosmetic dentistry and there's nothing more rewarding Mm. 
to have patients say, I wish I'd done this sooner. You've changed my life. I can eat better. I, um, I love my smile. I mm. feel better. Um, those kind of things just make you want to get up and do it again the next yeah. day. I mean, those are, That's so amazing. Yes. There are also people that, um, and you can't help everyone. And, you know, there are people that they come in and, and they're, you know, it's rare that, but it still happens that it's just too late. It's too, it's too late for them to keep their teeth or, um, you know, and so we have to do some alternative care there. The good news on that is there's great alternative care if you lose your teeth. Yeah, they've come up with some great implants and things like that that really look amazing. Well, even though I've I've learned this, you know, nothing against smokers, but smokers, they've got such bad gum disease that even doing implants won't take because the bone has deteriorated so much. So their only option is to have dentures put in. And that, yeah, it shocks me to hear people go, oh, I'm not doing dentures. I'm like, would you rather have gums or teeth? Right. It's like, right. (laughs) Oh, you know, we're even getting better with that. It's funny. I do one thing and I I was listening on the way home to a book about it was on on uh, preventative care about thank goodness the smoking is I mean, we're still way too many people smoking, but that that trend is going down, which is great. Um, we do have better ways of doing implants now that, um, we're always, we always tell people that smoke, you're, you, you have a good chance of losing these implants because of the health of your mm-hmm. gums are just not near as healthy. But I do have quite a few that, um, that the implants have worked, even though they're, they're smoking. That's, you know, I always urge people if they can to use dental, you know, whatever we're doing, let's use this in as, as an excuse to cut that habit yeah, too. You're yeah. spending <laughs> yeah. this money to yeah. make this better. Let's see if we can cut that out. Yeah, so. no, I think that's, it's great. That's great that you're promoting even just, you know, overall wellness, comprehensive wellness. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Hey, I wanted Kelly before, you know, we get close to the end, but I really want to talk about some of the things that dentists go through. And I don't think we think about your own physical and mental health. Um, and I know that a lot of dentists, end up with like upper and lower back pain and carpal tunnel and things like that that can really can, you know, cause them a lot of pain physically, but then also affect their mental health and their career. You know, chronic pain, that is one of the things I was thinking about is I think one of the, uh, one of the biggest things that leads, leads to a lack of good mental health. Cause it, and so it's, I have lower back trouble, um, and so I um, have gone through multiple rounds of physical therapy. I do um, all kinds of – I get massages regularly. I um, I do all kinds of stretching exercises to try to keep myself as healthy as possible. There are techniques, you know, the, the loose, the, you know, the big magnifying glasses we wear. There's specialized chairs that we can get. Um the problem is you're just leaning over all day. Um, and so that puts a big physical. So I do, uh, I work out with a weight tra- a trainer one day a week where I do pretty heavy weights to, to, you know, keep bone mass and, and muscle mass to be able to support my core. I mean, there's all, it just, uh, it is a tremendous uh, physical um, 
and my dental assistant hurt my left hip hurts because I'm left handed. I lean left. Her right hip hurts because she's right handed and she leans right. So y'all make a complete person. Stand beside each other. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This this last year, she and I bought these saddle. So they make us. It's like a like a saddle uh, chair to try to take the pressure off our hips that are hurting. So it's so. Do your patients is. go or what? What is this, Doctor Robinson? Yeah. What, what what kind of chair are we we in here on? <laughs> <laughs> right. Y'all ride the horse? Are you? Yeah. That's yeah. when you, oh. hey, that's when you come back and tell them where you're really from, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mule shoe. I, I tell them the big mighty mule. And yeah. mule I love it. I love it. Oh goodness. No. But yes, we do, you know, I do think you have to um really um work daily to keep mental health at the at the you know at the forefront to make sure we're doing everything you know we can do to be healthy to treat other people yeah I think that's so important and I, I kind of want to follow up with some good news so I was reading a report and this is kind of interesting that it's kind of a myth or fact on the high rate of suicide for dentists because I know that for many years that was the story but they were saying yeah. that the CDC sometimes lumps the when they're doing those reports they sometimes lump uh, dentists and medical professionals so the, the rate may not be as high for dentists as it used to be. Right. Well, and you know, one thing I tell young, I, I mentor students that come in, they observe when they're thinking about going to dental school. If, if you have these systems in place that help you run the business and you get the consulting and you get the outside help and you're willing to ask for help, Dentistry can be one of the most rewarding mm-hmm. uh, professions, and you can limit your time if you so choose, unlike sometimes in the medical field. Yeah. And so, um, for a woman particularly, um, it's, a, it's a wonderful career because you have more control of your hours. And so you've just got to have all the other the systems in place to help you do that. Well, I think everything you're doing is amazing. And I think it's so important to keep doing what you're doing. I think it's really important that the listeners are able to hear from your perspective. But I also think that a new mission should be for all of us to collaborate together and figure out how we can make the, the mental health awareness better for the dentists, the students that are going into dentistry. And, and then it just bleeds onto the patients like you've been able to do. You had some great mentors just kind of carrying yeah. you along, which is such a blessing. But a lot of people don't have that. And I think I think what you've talked about today is going to really help a lot of our listeners. So we really, really appreciate you being a guest on this show. And uh, we, we hope to have you back again and give us some updates for sure. Well, Kelly, keep doing well, what you're doing. You are a leader in your profession. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much, and I really enjoyed our time together. Yes, thank you. For thank you. Me. We hope you have a great one, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. All right. All right. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. If you or anyone you know is struggling with mental health issues, please reach out to talk to someone you trust. Get connected to a mental health professional who can help you find ways to cope and ultimately feel better. If you are having suicidal or self-harm thoughts or thoughts of hurting another person, please go to the nearest ER, call 911, or contact the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you for tuning in to Mental Perk. We hope our talk today highlighted real people working through real issues based on mental health. 
Our goal at Mental Perk is to make sure every one of you knows you're worthy. We're in this together. together.